You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. I'm excited to be here. You should be excited to listen to us. What do we talk about, boys? So many things. We talk about DJ Shadow and OK Go and being famous on the internet. We talk about our uh, famous people from Montreal, Luca Magnata and Emma Chernabai. We talk about the very special way how to get out of jury duty with uh, insider insights from Keith. Secrets! We talk about movies like Trainspotting, Fight Club 2, Death Race, and the reboot of Leprechaun. What else? Uh, we talk about Ash and Tallahassee teaming up in The Walking Dead. God, that would be good. Uh, we come a little bit over the Cabin in the Woods, and then we offer our services $50 for some nice reviews for your movies. Any movie you want reviewed, $50 uh, we'll review it. Dissing Dis... Uh, yep. We talk about <laughs> unsuccessful horror being successful in the ways that can be done. Uh, we talk about the new TV series Gotham. We talk about Preacher and Superbad and how they connect. And uh, then we talk about Luca Magnatus more. Yeah. How he gets off. We really end on a, on on a, a high, high point. Yeah. Then five entertainment system, everybody. Enjoy the show. fucking level and absolutely he got super huge in the internet era which is exactly what DJ Shadow did I don't know but exactly I don't think DJ Shadow is as accessible as Girl Talk is introducing it's not and that accessible I literally, literally listened to it either yesterday or today there's still like I think, I think when you no 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 I think I agree with Keith when you listen to Girl Talk you're like oh Biggie Smalls oh Elton John oh yeah Katie Aerosmith Mary. oh okay yeah <laughs> Oh, that's Metallica. That's Nirvana. All right, I'm I'm, I'm okay, ready to I'm launch onto this. To, I'm not talking about to your parents, but like to general people, Midnight in a Perfect World is like super chill, ambient trip hop. Like everybody was into that at the time. I didn't know anybody who didn't like that song. This is the nine to five entertainment <laughs> system, everybody, and we've been talking about DJ Shadow. What's up, guys? I don't know. I think we're talking about about DJ Shadow. Yeah, but this is not really also how 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 to, how to break through in a niche market in yeah. uh, in a world where there well, are millions of niche markets. My my whole point is I don't think you can break through anymore. What are you I, talking about? People do it all the time. Yeah, but not to the same level. Okay. Like, if that makes sense, <laughs> it's just like you can break through and become famous and whatever much easier. Let's say on the internet, right? Like you have okay. all these fucking YouTube. Breakout musicians and everything. Epic and meal times. Epic meal times. Tay Zonday. Yeah. Tay Zonday. Everybody like that. And but you don't end up with I don't a think, career. Well, I don't think you end up with like household names that often anymore. Like I'm you trying to just think. named Tay Zonday. <laughs> like yeah, that, that literally that, that, that just happened. That's not a household name. That's like a fucking internet celebrity. Like that's that's not, not like, a career. Yeah. If Tay Zonday is like not, I'm coming to play fucking club soda we're like ha 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 nobody goes no but if DJ Shadow did we'd be like yeah that'd be awesome yeah but name someone other than Girl Talk who would have that pull who has not like someone who can like who is a niche who has the pull to like fill up like whatever Metropolis Uh, someone who is not Owen Pallet 
okay go <laughs> that's internet famous <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, internet yeah, famous that sold be... out metropolis yeah but i don't think i don't think Owen palace first of all he's not playing metropolis and also no I... he plays smaller venues but he sells them out and he's like a niche thing yeah the... yeah but that's it but i don't think but dj shadow could fill metropolis I think he's doing it in like a fucking month or something. Okay. I just I don't I don't think <laughs> the next DJ Shadow will be able to say 50 million albums sold worldwide. Yeah, exactly. But but you uh, won't say 50 million albums sold worldwide because that that doesn't happen anymore. Nobody sells yeah, 50 or million albums. Downloads, he'll my, he'll my, get the downloads. My comparison was RJD2. RJD2 is very comparable to DJ Shadow and is not nearly as big as DJ Shadow. He has a bigger library of music than DJ Shadow does, and yeah, and is not that famous. When yeah. he comes, he plays like Club Soda, like yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like R J D two is like prolific and is, yeah. but also there was and great. The, yeah, the thing great. with the thing with DJ what Shadow is, is there was a mainstream. Like, there's a mainstream acceptance of a niche music. Yeah, we're like, hey, all of a sudden, you know, much music is going to put out a CD collecting DJ Shadow and a bunch of other like-minded artists. Like I, don't, and I don't think you can ever compare anything to like the the effect of like a CD anymore. Nothing happens like that anymore. Yeah, it it all sick. happens from like everybody goes and checks out the YouTube video and all of a sudden this dude's song has been looked at a million times, 10 million times, which yeah. probably happens faster than it did to DJ Shadow. Yeah. He was probably doing shit for a decade before introducing happened. Mm. If, if not more. That I don't know. I would I would wager. Like the guy has like an encyclopedic that, um, knowledge of samples. What's his name? The Canadian rapper, New School, Old School, did that song. Uh, classified. Classified. Did that song with the kid where he's like, he used to cut an album and it'd be in the clubs for a year and now it's on a blog for a day. Yeah. He's like, yeah. woo! And then it's done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah, there's, like, what was that? The, <laughs> when I was like, I was sick of Punk's Jump Up before they had an EP. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was listening to a lot of music blogs and whatever else, and Punk Jump Up were like playing live, and they had remixes, and they had a bunch of stuff. They were remixing a bunch of people that I like, and I was like, kind of sick of their sound before <laughs> they had an EP out. And I was like, this is weird. I was like, they haven't even really given them a chance. Like they ju- they just have like a single and a few remixes, and I'm like, this fuck these guys. I mean, the opposite side of that coin is like fucking Macklemore, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. five hundred and eighty million YouTube views on a song that has no record label yeah exactly and uh, how much money did that turn into what was the the number 10, 10 grand for a million hits something like that yeah. something like that so yeah, yeah but he also he also was the yeah, top selling iTunes song okay. yeah exactly he yeah. made his money off iTunes and he also has no record label so but he'll never need one again for that for those 15 minutes of fame the, the boy probably pulled in 10 million dollars right yeah and and that's it you're done you, you don't have to work after that plus the Grammy plus uh, yeah right. he did it so like and I mean that's the other side of the coin where you can just be like hey I'm gonna work on this for a little while and then I'm a millionaire okay yeah, but exactly. that's that's the breakout and oh, you know? I mean the similar to OK Go let's say yeah uh, those guys never got as big I feel like not not Macklemore big yeah. but they certainly got famous because of a nifty video sure, sure like a cute song and a nifty video is what made I, OK I would Go. argue five nifty videos they their yeah, videos but it was, are but it was the nifty stuff. video that got them the exposure to like make subsequent nifty right, videos right. like I like all their videos but it was certainly the fucking treadmill one that like everybody yeah 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 like when OK Go brought out a video you were like I want to it wasn't watch even, it it wasn't even yeah. the treadmill one it was the one before that where the four of them were dancing in the backyard Oh, really? Pre-treadmill one. Yeah. Oh, and then they got the money off of the... And then they're like, okay, we no got... treadmill. Treadmill's a fucking... They bought six treadmills. Yeah. And then it was a steady cam. But that was, that was, that awesome. was the big follow-up. Yeah, exactly. And then that became Even their bigger. entire lives. 
Oh well, man, we have to do another really cool video. Yeah, but they've done they a couple did. other videos. They were really cool. Yeah, but they the, did the, a couple other videos like, that um, were like rock videos that were like, "Hey, we're a band." We're like people were just like, "Yeah, band. no, where are the choreographed cool dances?" Yeah. They were just like, "Oh, that's what we have to do now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like they have the one. giant Rube Goldberg device yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, like the one. one where they play all the music with the car. Well, there's the one with the, the there's like time changes where they're all like flashing mm-hmm. around the the park. Yeah, the one where it's all dogs. Yeah. Oh, and the Muppets. They had one with Muppets, right? Yeah, I think OK Go did a thing with the Muppets. Wasn't that Weezer? I know Weezer did, but I think OK Go did also. Cool. Uh, Weezer definitely did. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, yeah. what's happening, guys? I've been watching a lot of YouTube. You're watching a lot of YouTube, <laughs> barely. I was going to say, I, I guess, do you want to talk about Grizzly Murder? No, I, I came today with nothing dark. I only have nice things to talk about. you didn't about. read about Luca Magnata? I did. Uh, well, you want to talk about Luca? This is your I mean, topic, no, buddy. I'm just going to say that... Our most downloaded episode was the episode where we talked about Luca Magnata. That's why I, I thought it was the one where I got really drunk and talked about the guy eating the other guy's face because of. Um... Yeah, but that was also the Luca Magnata episode. Really? We talked about cannibalism numerous times. The whole way through that. Episode. Yeah, exactly. It was cannibalism and Canadian. Content. Okay, well let's talk Luca about Luca Magnata. Was our Canadian content for our cannibalism episode? Let's, let's talk about Luca then. All right. I I read somewhere that it all started one day when he just ran over some ducks on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like his downfall. <laughs> I know someone else who did that. <laughs> anyway, what's the uh, Luca? Well, there isn't a ton of things. No, that he immediately nothing. submitted an insanity defense. He was yeah. like, "Yes, I did it. I was insane." Actually, I, I, I'm gonna hope he said, "I am insane." If he says, "I was," I don't know. Does something kind of? <laughs> no, no, no. I was insane. I'm better now. Okay, and off you go. <laughs> Can't you just picture his lawyer being like, "So, Luca, how do you feel about?" Uh... An insanity. Well, I'm not crazy. Yeah, but you know... There's a video of you, where you eating yeah. and having sex with a corpse. Like, eating a corpse and having yeah, sex with it. I'm not crazy. No, I, I don't really want to know if I want to do that to myself. <laughs> I don't what? want to damage my brand? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Like, uh, where do I go from there if I've admitted that I'm crazy? Well, there's a video of you sticking your dick into a dismembered corpse parts <laughs> anyway I don't know if that, well, yeah, it's quite well, the video. I feel like I can recover from that yeah, other, uh, other than the insanity defense I don't know like, I guess so that that throws the entire case on hold or whatever because that no, becomes no, a different no. thing I think I'm pretty sure the prosecution was prepared for an insanity yeah. defense you know, no, I mean like for sure it's like fucking but I'm just saying but you're guilty now right because now don't they need to prove that he's insane it's like a different case yeah. no, they need you to don't prove need to... that he's, hmm. he was in his right mind and yeah, exactly, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure the prosecution was done, but it seems to me that it would be a different legal proceeding. I think they're they're done for a different reason, and that is that there is abundant evidence that this was premeditated, and that, like, there's nothing insane about it. Like, he wanted the publicity, and he wanted the fame, and he had planned the whole thing out there. And, like, like I watched a whole document. Showed, showed no remorse. I watched Afterwards. a really long documentary about this guy, like an hour and a half talking. That, that was an hour and a half of his life leading up to the murder. So it didn't include anything about the murder. It was just... Luca Magnotti and and who this guy was before killing the guy. So, and, and some interesting factoids about Mr. Magnotti. Magnotta. Uh, Magnotta. I don't know. Don't. don't Magnotta. Sure. That seems true. Right. The um he would go on message boards and then like post accounts of pe- like post a thing saying like hey why is everybody talking about this Luca Magnotti guy he's so hot and then like yeah, register like fifteen other accounts and reply to his own thread and get into conversations with himself trying to like make like the internet... social justice warriors do 
Yeah, make internet, <laughs> make internet buzz about himself to 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 do this. Like, so he was known and got all those accounts banned because you can tell right away because the hey, fucking IPs. IPs are locked, yeah. yeah, and like, so he he was like crazy about publishing out this huge image about himself. This whole thing was planned. I just, I don't know why he didn't just start a podcast. <laughs> Way easier than dismembering and. Yeah. I was touch and go for a little while, but then I was like, wait. I got a microphone. I can just talk about myself. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just for the record, Luca Magnata is not going to be on Go Plug Yourself. Oh, come on. <laughs> if is... if he was out and he asked, wouldn't you? I, I would fucking go to that. I would listen. <laughs> I, would, I would download that podcast. <laughs> I'd listen to that podcast in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, just just I Keith, don't... bring your laptop and two yeah. mics over to his house. <laughs> don't tell anyone because you want it to be a big surprise. Right. Jesus. <laughs> like that's, that's the thing. I don't fucking know. I, I, really, I really don't know about like, my interview chops to fucking sit down with a guy that did that. I would just be like, just nope, like, and just like leave. Why? Really? I don't like if there's maybe maybe if he's in prison and there's a nice like glass wall between him and all that stuff. Like I don't even know if I would have like a violent reaction. I'm like I want to beat the shit out of you because you're the worst. You like you shrug. I know you don't really have like morals. I have morals. (laughs) What are you fucking talking about? I just like it. Like the circumstance where he would not be in prison, right? Would be he he either he he proved that he was insane. Right or he got out somehow. But then he would still be in an asylum. The court kind of. was bungled. Or yeah, they they could completely fuck up the case. Or... It's it's not likely, but they could completely fuck up the case, and he could just end up walking. Well, yeah, it was a pretty public thing even before his name came out, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when they found the bodies before they even knew who it was, it was still holy shit. We're finding bodies in fucking suitcases. This yeah, yeah, is, it was crazy. This is a fucking. Wasn't it right down the block from where you were living? Yeah, like yeah. two blocks away from where I live. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I don't like. I really I don't know what kind of reaction I would have. Like, I'm saying that, yeah, if I could, like, I don't know if I would freak out. Huh. I was, just let Walt handle it? Yeah, if, yeah, that'll go awesome. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not even saying I'll, like, lay my hands on him Walter. or whatever, but, like, yeah. I might get, like, really, really aggressive. Like, if I get mad at people doing stupid things, I, you don't think that I could get mad at a guy for chopping up and eating and fucking a corpse? Like You, you could get mad at him, but you keep the madness inside, and then you just be an interviewer. I don't know. I've never sat down in a room with a person who committed that level of atrocity. I bet you, don't you know have. That. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, you've, you've been in a lot of rooms. You know, I've just, I've just yeah, but I haven't, I haven't had like hour-long conversations with these people. That's, that's, that's probably true. Exactly. Probably true. Wait, yeah. hold on, hold on. Didn't Paula fucking what's-her-name live in NDG for uh, a really long time? I didn't have a long Carla conversation with her. Yeah. Carla Homolka. You, you probably sat in a bar with her. All the times that we were at at Maz, I don't think Carla Hamolka showed up. I, I a bus, uh, maybe on the bus on the one hundred five. Yes, if, if it was any bus, <laughs> it'd be the one hundred five. Goddamn one hundred five. Uh-huh. She tries to get on the nine. Either the driver's like, no, Carla Hamolka, <laughs> get on the one hundred five. Get on the one hundred five. That's where you belong. <laughs> Riding the one hundred five is punishment. If the courts won't see you in jail, <laughs> I'll see you on the one hundred five. <laughs> one hundred five before the bus lane, even right? She yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't exactly know, but this is no, that's yeah. the that is the breaking uh, Carla. No, I I actually looked it up like three days ago, so like just like right before the insanity the, the, plea. Yeah, the insanity plea. I, I looked it up because I was like, hey, wasn't he supposed to go to trial recently? And I like I remember I wanted to follow up on this <laughs> stupid story because it was so crazy. Follow up to the Emma Chernobyl case. She uh, is oh. appealing. Yeah, yeah. She's uh on she, what grounds? She's jury tampering. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Seriously? Like apparently the the. We, we the jury, <laughs> were instructed to not include uh, intent. Okay. And with criminal negligence, the prosecution is saying, or the defense is saying, 
that you need to weigh intent on criminal negligence. So it's like it's a question of law. So with the appeal court, it goes before a bunch of judges, so there's no jury. Because okay. like a jury is obviously just instructed by the judge, yeah. and the judge told us very clearly that her intent is not on trial. And okay. the defense is saying that if you want to like fucking dot the I's and cross the T's, you can't be guilty of criminal negligence if you are excluding intent completely. Huh. Because you need to at least have some sort of like a concept of the negligence. If that makes Man. sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. I would be very unhappy if this thing went back to trial. I feel like it'd That's be gonna, a huge... That's going to. I mean, it's, well, it, it at least needs to go through appeals, right? Yeah, the no, appeal no, no. needs to be approved. I, I'm saying that. appeal is fine. I mean, that's part of the process. But if it's like, what a waste of taxpayer money. Yeah. Well, yeah. even more yeah. in the sense of if it goes to the court of appeal, you're paying a bunch of judges to sit around. Instead of paying fucking jury whatever X number of dollars a day, you're paying three judges judge salaries. Yeah, to, yeah. To, <laughs> and that gets expensive way faster than paying a fucking jury. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's going to the Court of Appeals. And I, huh. But I, I do kind of get the defense attorney's side of it, which I'm like, can you really be negligent if you're completely ignorant? You're not really being negligent. You're just ignorant of the crime, right? I guess. It's, om- it's almost like the insanity defense. In yeah, a way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, she just didn't even know. Yeah, she did. But but didn't wasn't that part of it that the, like there was no way you, you could be a, a proficient driver and not know that you were breaking the law? Yeah, with what you were doing, and that's like, part of the defense attorney's point with the appeal and all that right. stuff is that she was not a regular driver. She only had her license for X number. She was not the main driver of a car. She had bores her dad's car, like all of this and that. That like driving wasn't day every day for her. Okay, so they're trying. Whatever. To... She had a license. She was behind the wheel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. All right. Don't I, don't stop. I found her guilty. That's, yeah, that's such a <laughs> that's such a weird precedent to try to set. Oh, you don't drive all the time. Well, it's okay then. Do what yeah. you want. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, officer. It was like one time I had ten beers and got behind the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I just, it, yeah, I don't know what. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> it's going to be fucking ruled on by judges. People who, who are judges. Yeah. yeah but people who spent their entire life not only like studying law but then well, practicing law. You know, and officer, practicing law to a degree where you get to be in charge of law. It's like, not like I eat people all the time. It's just this one time. Yeah. I was just I didn't know it was against the law. Right. But yeah, it's super similar I find to the insanity defense. I'm just kind of like if you did not if you were unable to like conceive of it being a crime then it's not a crime because you were an idiot. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, the defense I, I is you're an idiot. That's a slippery slope. I don't. I don't like the the idiot defense. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, whatever. Not my problem. Can't yeah. get called of jury duty for another five years. Yeah, really? that's the limit. That's the limit. Yeah. Huh. That's it. And now I know the sweet get out of jury things to say. You should spill that beans. Yeah. If you want to get out of jury duty, listeners, to the nine to five entertainment system, basically <laughs> valuable the, life tips. The easiest way, like everybody tries to come up with these weird lies or whatever, and the judge sees through a lot of them like if you're like oh blah 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 this medical thing that happened to me in the past month they're like right. we can take plenty of breaks and whatever and like if you need to go to the washroom you can go if you're having trouble sitting or whatever we can accommodate you with like a special chair like they're fucking like they're ready for your bullshit <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's like they yeah. know that people are going to try to like bullshit their way out of it but the one excuse that was not at all bullshit that actually worked that I saw was the person being like I read a bunch about the case I have very fucking strong, like, formed opinions about it. Like, I really would question myself being hmm. non-biased in this case. Like, I read a bunch of the articles when this happened. That sounds like a like a, like a weirdly honest. Yeah. You know, like, you're, you're actually trying to self-assess yourself. Yeah, you know? you're, you're just being like... And, and, I mean, like, arguably, if you... Like, if it's not true, you're just, like, fucking lying. But if it's right. true, you're kind of like... 
you're supposed to ignore all the information that you have. Yeah. Which is like, you're like, fucking, I can't do that. I already have my mind made up about this situation. She's <laughs> dumb. Like, I literally did not know it was that case until I was on the jury. And then right. I was kind of like, I even asked, I was like, holy shit, I did read about this. And they asked me, like, are you comfortable in, like, trying to ignore what you are? And I was like, I read, like, an article. Like, I can okay, okay, I yeah. can be, like, pretty biased about this. But I was like, I do know this case. I was kind of, like, almost worried. Half paying attention to it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was being like, do I, am I still allowed? And then, like, if you if you think you can, yeah. But I'm saying, but if you want to get out of it, you can just say that. Like, hmm. be like, the other well, one that works is being an anarchist. Really? Yep, you can be like... I don't respect your laws. I don't believe yeah, in laws. I'm, I'm a law-abiding anarchist, and I don't, like, fully respect the court of law. Like, I don't respect the legal process. Huh. I feel it's flawed. And it would be morally correct for me to sabotage it in these... I wonder if well, that would get you into way bigger trouble. I don't know. If you're just saying... Like, I did not see that one play out, but I looked it uh-huh. up on the internet, and apparently they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, just like, you, we do not want to mess with this guy on the jury. Because it's like, <laughs> think about how fucking costly it is if there's one guy who's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You go and you do an interview afterwards where you're like, yep, I'm an anarchist and I don't believe in laws. And then, like, the, the defense people hear that and they're like, nope, mistrial, we have to do it again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, yeah, as long as you're like, I'm a law-abiding anarchist and I don't respect this court of law. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I'm not, I don't break laws, but... I do not respect the court of law, right. so I don't respect this process, so you probably don't want me as an integral part of this process, <laughs> which I was like, ah, get out of jury duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, court stuff. All so, right. John, now you brought positivity. I see you're wearing your Metroid Metal shirt, which mm-hmm. I feel is your power shirt. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, maybe it's your good mood shirt. You're like, I'm going to be in a good mood today. I am in a good mood. Yeah, exactly. We're having a good mood here. We're That's talking about, let's go down the list, <laughs> Emma Chernobyl, murder and ducks. <laughs> And uh, Luca Magnata, murder and peoples. We talked about DJ Shadow too. That's so you true. said you brought some positive information to the table. I don't know if this is really positive information. I brought something, maybe this is like neutral, and we're stepping in the right direction on this one. <laughs> See, I was thinking really hard earlier in the week and, and about why, like, I kind of torture myself, and, and I don't understand why. I just finished reading Moby Dick, and right. it took me like fucking eight weeks to read it. And I'd I normally. Say even longer. Possibly even longer. And I feel I, like you started at the beginning of summer, and we're now officially in fall. Yeah, and I guess I, I read other books like while I was reading it because it was so torturous, and I just like fucking punished myself three pages a day, going like, ah, oh, why am I doing this? And then, early, and then the next book I pick up right after is Train Spotting, and then I'm like struggling, <laughs> struggling page after page through it. I'm like, I love reading. Why am I doing this? Why are you reading things that are hard to read? How are you enjoying yeah. Train Spotting? I fucking love it, and it's like way easier than Moby Dick. Like yeah. I'm three quarters of the way through that after like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pound once you once your brain. Adjust. Go, get Scottish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The fucking the, sp- uh, the only ones I ever slowed down on were the Spud chapters because I was like, hold the fuck. They're phone. extra fucking. Yeah, extra difficult. If you're for the listeners, yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Train Spotting, and you hear their Scottish slang, and you're like a little bit, what's going on? The entire book is written in the first person Scottish slang. It's of, written by Andrew of Irvine Welsh. Irvine Welsh. Yeah. Irvine Welsh. Yeah. And it's it's not just written in Scottish accent; it's written in Scottish heavy accent with all the slang words put in and everything misspelled, yeah, like and, spelled phonetically. Yeah, spelled phonetically. So it's like it's a struggle. Like the first the first page or two, you're you're like, is this is this? Oh, I guess that's English. Oh, he's saying what? <laughs> you know, like and, <laughs> Ken. Yeah, Ken, Ken everywhere. Yeah, like like Ken, and you're like, what the fuck does like Ken mean? It's you know, do you Ken <laughs> to Ken something? Do you know about it? You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And all this weird shit like that. I, I I actually think that this is, like, it's just as good as the movie. I love the movie. Like, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. The book is just as good, but in, like, a way different way. Like, the movie really focuses on Renton as, like, yeah. the main character. It's his story. And he's the, not. 
<laughs> the book is is like it's like an ensemble piece. All of the characters are the yeah. main character, and it goes into each of their thoughts. It has like first person chapters. Have you read it? I have not read the book. Okay, it has first person chapters from like all four of the main characters, and even other peripheral characters get first person. So who do you consider the four main characters? Spud, Bigby, Renton, and Sickboy. Uh, Sickboy, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. What's her name? The girl. Diane so far has only had one. Yeah, I'm saying she does get her chapters. Maybe that. two chapters, and then and what do you call it? The guy that gets AIDS has a chapter Tommy. too. Tommy, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's Tommy. And then yeah, so he has a couple chapters, and there's even other peripheral ones. And like t- the hardest part for me is every time a new chapter starts, you're like, okay, who's who's talking here? And yeah, it doesn't tell you. Not at all. And like <laughs> he's just like, fuck you. Sometimes... It's not like it's not like <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, Game, of Game of Thrones where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Spud is talking now. You're like, who am I even? Fucking. In, in fact, some of them you're like, okay, the accent gets way thicker, so this is probably Spud because he's the least intelligible of all of these characters. Yeah. And then you just like struggle for a page. Or two. My favorite fucking part is reading Sick Boys because while Sick Boy knows a lot about Sean Connery in the movie, like Sean Connery is Sick Boy's conscience essentially yeah. in the fucking book. Yeah. So it's like it changes accents to Sean Connery like, from one Scottish accent to another <laughs> Scottish accent, and you're supposed to realize that it's the, it's Sean Connery in a man's head talking Scottish at another guy. Like, Sick boy comes off way fucking crazier in the book. Like he's he's like like all all of the peripheral like okay I'm saying peripheral all of them who are supporting. not Renton right are the supporting cast the supporting cast in the movie are like way better characters in the book yeah. but in a sense like you understand why they did that in the movie because it creates like a more cohesive story yeah it's the only way like, you yeah it would yeah. maybe be like a TV show if they did it like the book yeah, you know where yeah. it's like this is the fucking like maybe like a four part based on everybody you know or something yeah. like that but it's it would be a ridiculous movie if you're like I don't care about any of these people enough because it would be crammed into two hours yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. have like 20 or 30 minutes on each story And but at, at the same time when you say TV show I could see that working fucking amazing having like different episodes about all like one episode focuses on one character maybe and then it would all like play around this, this group yeah. of people who are always fucking with each other so they do that with Skins really? What's yeah that? Skins is a uh, British show it's like a British like teen, uh, I say comedy drama, mm-hmm. where it's always focused on uh, the last. Because in the British system, you have I think two years of like fake high school, which is basically like Sejep. Okay, it's like before you go to university, it's like preparatory high school. It's like grade twelve and thirteen or something. Yeah. But it's like you go to a different school and you can do that. And it's the they did six six seasons and then they did a couple of like little miniseries mm-hmm. and it's always focused on different groups of kids for the last two years so it's like the cast changes at season three and season five right and different crews come in yeah exactly different crews come in and it's always like they're just like a group of friends but each episode has a focus on one of them so it's huh. like even though like the cast is always all there they're like supporting cast in that episode they'll get their episode later Right. And it's basically, it's usually a crew of like five or six friends, and then the first and the last episode is kind of about everybody, and then for the, all the other episodes, it's about everybody. Well, just like having I can see that working for Trainspotting. Yeah, yeah. Only having seen the movie, I would have said I am not excited about the sequel books and sequel film that they're in the middle of making right now. Yeah, exactly, because like, Renton just, just kind like, of figures well, it out. Okay, Renton finished his story. Like, what the fuck? But knowing that it's like actually kind of this big ensemble thing, and there's all these other cool characters that, yeah, I, yeah. that I do want to hear more about, like, I'm fucking pumped for the movie now. I can't wait. You could read the book, right? The book's out. I could. I could. I'm going to. The sequel. I'm going to do it. I read. Speaking of book sequels. Books! I don't know if we've really talked about Fight Club 2. Oh, yeah. Did we mention that even? I don't even know. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so. Is it out? No. No, He's working on it. She was like, I wrote a bunch of other weird stuff that some people sort of liked, but. Yep. I'm going to write. Back to Fight Club. Club. Back to Fight Club. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. 
I think Palahniuk. I wouldn't say necessarily a full one-hit wonder, but like certainly, like uh, DJ Shadow. <laughs> oh, hey. bringing it around. A pop popular at the time. That was the nine to five entertainment system. <laughs> Just tap it right yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Like had a had a big put that one out that everyone kind of got into, and then put another one out that the people who were like really into it sort of got and into. Checked out. Yeah. And then the diehards kind of checked out the next few, and then he realized he wasn't talking to as many people anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I read I think five of his books, and I think by the second one I was like, yeah, I don't, I think he's kind of just like it's like it feels like like a trick. He's got a really cool trick, and then he does his trick, and then you're he's like, like, he's like the M Night Shyamalan of fucking books. <sighs> Oof, that's yeah. harsh. I don't think he's quite M Night Shyamalan. Well, little bad. maybe I read he has four. A... I read four of his books. Yeah, uh, Fight Club, Choke, Fight Club, Diary, which was. Crazy go nuts. Uh, and that monsters? one with the cleaning. Was it called Monsters? Monster? What was the one where the guy fucking masturbated sitting on the pool? That was in the short story. That was a short story. Yeah, uh, yeah but that was the one, in the short the story. The one book. was about like the weird Amish kid who becomes a house cleaner. Oh, yeah. Or how about the one, the guy who was in a plane? Survivor. Did anyone ever get through Wait, Pygmy? Survivor the no, I, I still have your copy of Pygmy at home, and I'm going to read it next because, like, <laughs> what? I'm just fucking. Because fuck you, reading hard books. Wait, Survivor was the one with the cleaning. Person. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Rich per- mm-hmm. Pig- Pygmy infuriated me. That bad, eh? It's written in such garbagey, broken English. I'm so, so pleased. Is, so is Diary. Diary is written by a kind of not not like a crazy, hysterical Hollywood crazy person, but by like someone who's got social and developmental disorders, and you're just like. Uh, so I read this big thing, uh, an interview with Palahniuk, where he was saying that he basically had a bunch of really clever short stories, and he mashed them all into one gigantic narrative that became Fight Club. And that's kind of why, if you read the book and you like really think about it from chapter to chapter, it's like super disjointed. There's there's like phases. You know, he like focuses on the on the the, the Project Mayhem stuff, thing, yeah. and then he focuses on the Office stuff. And every one of those is like good when it's when it's in its zone but then it like jumping from one to the other it feels like a little disjointed and that's uh-huh. because it totally wasn't written as a big story and, and only became that way god damn the sequel to Fight Club should have been Project Mayhem like like it that should have been. been it could have been two very good books yeah a yeah. Leads to well, it, w- it would have Fight lost Club a bit of the like freneticism that I think was strong in the book and certainly the film but putting a sequel together out of this I really doubt that he has like 50 super clever ideas that are going to get mashed together into this high speed story. Also, what the fuck's the sequel? Is it after they blew up society? Could be. It could, it could <laughs> also be that all like... all over the world. I like yeah, it already was Fight Clubs all know, over the world. Like, That's Where do you I, go from I, I really like this idea. Hold on. You imagine they're in the book they're like, no, no, Fight Clubs are happening all over the world. It's this big deal. And, and really, it's, it's as fake as Tyler? It, it was, yeah, it was as fake. You know, all of them were fake. There's like one building that got blown up and it didn't even go all the way down. And there was, was like... just like the, the fucking... Poof. Yeah, the, the van, the van in the World Trade Center, like it was like an explosion, but nothing. Yeah, and nothing else happened. happened. And then, and then Tyler's like, "I did it," and, and disappears. Just sitting yeah. there with a hole in his face, and yeah, next to him. Exactly. And then Tyler goes away, and Jack's just like, "What?" Yeah, and then, and then he gets thrown in jail. Yeah, Fight Club Two, the jailing. <laughs> Fight Club Two, Jack is in jail. Yeah, Fight Club Two, death race. Yeah! What? Oh my god, guys. The Fight Club is the sequel. Prequel to Death Race. <laughs> I'm so excited. I think they're making another Death Race. Are they? Like, I are... see no reason why they should not do Wait, that. Wait, what's going to be a prequel great. to Death Race? There was race? already a prequel. It stars Danny Trejo, and it's about the cage I mean... fighting that happened in prisons <laughs> that led, ultimately, to like expanding to Death Race. Was Edward Norton in it? No, Edward Norton was not in it, but he should Could have Could he be been. spliced in? Could. Just edit him in instead of Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> 
After I shot my face, I picked up a strong Mexican accent. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe he went to Mexican prison. Ooh. Think about that. America, trying to save money, decides to outsource prisons to, to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, just say he, he got reconstructive surgery after shooting himself in the face. Right. To look like Danny Trejo. Nice. Release, the, like, have that as the opener. Splice in two pictures of dicks randomly. <laughs> Re-release it as Fight Club 2. Fight Club 2. But the fact that it's Death Race 2 and there's no racing is also insane. Death Race 2 is a prequel to Death Race and there's no death racing in it. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of... Holy shit. Holy shit. Today is October... Oh, September 30th. Yeah. This episode comes out... I guess like October 1st. 2nd or First, some shit. Yeah. I want to say either this week or next week, guys. Big news. Uh-huh. There's a, on a straight-to-DVD release of a reboot of Leprechaun. Are you fucking kidding me? For real, by WWE Keith, Studios. We cannot not see this, <laughs> we because have... we have seen all six of the other Leprechauns. Exactly. Who's it starring? Hornswoggle, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, whatever, it's a fucking Leprechaun. leprechaun. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, Warwick can't do it anymore. Warwick was looking old and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, back was. to the hood. He for was, sure, for sure. Like, what I'm excited about Hornswoggle, though, is that, like... He's going to do stunts. Exactly. He's gonna, and he's going to get to Chuck to fuck around. <laughs> They're going to throw Hornswoggle <laughs> all over town. Because he's a fucking stuntman. Do you know exactly. what the premise is? Uh, I think it's, I think it's about an it's evil a reboot. leprechaun. No, no, no. Come on. Come on, man. The fucking <laughs> leprechaun ended up in the hood and in space. Yeah, it, it peaked if it's in a reboot, space. Yeah. yeah, I think... I, as, they're like, I think it's they're doing to Leprechaun kind of what they did to the the Jasons and the Freddies, which mm-hmm. is they're just sort of like, it's like a reboot, but it's kind of like a mega reboot. Okay. Like, yeah, 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 all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's... But you know, those, those they went so serious with those. And, and there's something about Leprechaun, you can't take yourself seriously. I feel seriously. like they missed, also. Like, I feel that both the Freddy and the Jasons, I was like, okay, that was Freddy and that was Jason, but yeah. like absolutely did not grip me. Like, yeah. I, I... Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one kind of upset me that they just absolutely removed anything endearing from Freddy Krueger in, in that like the you, banter you were the endeared in, oh the, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah you're right you're right you're right the, 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 the swag yeah the, the swagger yeah exactly yeah, he was just like a psycho swagger. yeah he was just like he's not nice to have on a screen right. like Dexter is an interesting character you don't really want to hang out with him but like he's interesting to watch and yeah. Freddy Krueger yeah, was it, no longer that. You're just kind of like that was actually one of his strongest selling points. Like in an era with Jason, where it's just and like Jason and Michael and, like, Myers, Jason and yeah. Michael Myers, or even like Last House on the Left, or even fucking Leatherface. None of them have faceless villains. They just run around stabbing. Whereas Freddy, Freddy was absolutely like, had presence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck with you a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, would, he would toy with you a bit. And towards and, the end, that was to his detriment, where he that it became was too he silly. Became. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, exactly. But in the original Nightmare Answer, he's still fucking terrifying. He's like almost the Joker in a way, like. Original Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy is very comparable to the Joker, where you're like, he's making jokes, but I'm still scared shitless of him. Like, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Um, they did the same thing. Well, like, the fucking Friday the 13th was sort of the, the same. It's like they dialed them back, right? Because Jason in the new Friday the 13th was a lot more of a backwards killer, which I understand for the purposes of a reboot. Mm. But I'm like, but by 10, Jason... And it's like Jason in our heads is a lot more than a backwoods killer. Yeah, at this it's like point. superpowers kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like fucking magical and fucking can annihilate anybody, and he's more intimidated than that. But then in the movie, he was just an, a dude in a mask again, which I'm like, he's not really that anymore, and he hasn't been for fucking five of his movies. Yep. Which is why I still say that like Freddy versus Jason was perfect because they were both 
they at the were, height of their power. They were both at like max power level, you know, like <laughs> like the fact that even when they get Jason into the dream, he's like so powerful that he can still fuck with Freddy. Like this is like Freddy's domain, and you're like, holy shit, Jason can still like hold his own, right. even this though is... Freddy is controlling absolutely every element of the situation. You know, like this is why you're such a min maxing role player. <laughs> why not? Like, I, I I want the special powers and the magical. I want no. power. Power is cool. <laughs> no, I want to be the prince for your villains. I want to be the though. prince of the city. Uh, it, but it's also back yeah. to the like the, like the the fucking what do you call it? Like the Bruce Campbell, like why Army of Darkness versus Freddy versus Jason would wouldn't never, happen? Yeah. It's because he's like he's Ash like would Ash die. would kill Freddy, Ash would kill Jason, and then what's the rest of the movie? Because yeah. it's like again at peak power level, Ash would. Yeah. You know, like why would Ash struggle with fucking Jason? He fucking took on an army of deadites. You know, you're like. Whatever, they're all fucking undead magical creatures. He took on an evil magical yeah. version of himself, and he didn't give a shit. Not to say he didn't give a shit. He, Ash gets a, takes a beating, yeah, but does overcome always. Yeah, like, Jason would come after him, and Ash would shoot him. Right. Like, yeah. Boom. Ah, boom. And as long as he had a good enough one-liner, Jason would stay down. Like, <laughs> it depends if he has a really good one-liner. If it's not great, you're like, there's a better one coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the kill shot because he had a better line for the kill shot. But. Yeah. You need you need victims. Ash would never be a victim. Yeah, exactly. It would Ash would have to win that fight. Ash, on the other hand, in The Walking Dead would be an amazing. Because he'd run out of ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I could watch that for a while. Just Ash the, in The Walking the Dead. The giant car with the beat stick on it. <laughs> no, the best is if Ash and Carl. No, but it's Ta- Tallahassee. <laughs> Who is Woody uh, Woody Harrelson in Adventureland? Adventure. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Yeah, it was Tallahassee. I was like, Ash and Tallahassee just show up in like Walking, Walking Dead, Dead, and they're like, "Why are you guys so fucking serious? We're just We're mowing having... down yeah. everything that this, we see. Why are you guys great. freaking out so hard? You guys you got, got any Twinkies? <laughs> <laughs> We're just driving around the countryside, killing everything. Yeah. You guys seem to be taking this way too seriously. Oh my God, is Jesse Eisenberg Ash? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ash does start kind of nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, which obviously builds up. Oh, sure my God. Emma Stone dancing around, ripping her head off. I'm there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also want to see what they do with the fucking the meta, the meta, meta evil dead plots, right? Like the whole giant. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to bring that up, but I feel we talked about it already. The, um, the whole, like, they're going to make another army of darkness, and then they're going to make another evil dead, and then they're going to merge into a third film. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I still am super excited for it. Yeah. I, I really like The New Evil Dead. I know a lot of people were like... I also, mm. I also like, came out of it positive. Not, like, un, unflinchingly positive. There are some things you could complain I about. I came out of it better than the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare Not a question. It was way better than those in yeah. terms of reboots. I'd say yeah. it was one of the best big screen horror movies that I've seen. It, like, in, like, the Cabin in the Woods notwithstanding. Uh, yeah. It does, nothing compares <laughs> to Cabin in the Woods. That's but, perfect. man, I was reading reviews on that not too, too long ago. Evil Cabin Dead in the or Woods. Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. And? People really did not like that movie. People are there are people, are people really didn't idiots. like that There's movie. a really cool website where it's like, um, which I fucking can't, I'm, I'll Google it. Yeah. It's like, it is links to Netflix, so if you watch Netflix on your computer, but with like horror movie ratings, because they're like, Netflix down plays the horror movie ratings all the time. Yeah, you're like, man, the last movie I saw on Netflix that was a horror movie was so awful. Yeah, but... There but, are so many, dude. I've watched is, but, so many horrible horror But the movies. ratings are, like, almost invariably low, so you can't even tell which are, like, actually good ones. So it's, like, a separate rating system 
for the horror adjusting movie. for adjusting horror. for like horror movies and zombies huh. and stuff like that and it's like and there's like a six star rating for Cabin them, in the Woods and yep. Cabin in the Woods like it's a five star system and they're like Cabin in the Woods and it's like the little blurb is like if you haven't yeah, yeah. seen this you're not a horror fan like you're a fucking yep. idiot yeah. and so I think horror movie fans fucking again of the three of us I'm definitely the smaller horror movie fan there's a lot of yeah, horror that I don't really like right and I've gotten to be more squeamish as I've as I've gotten as you spawned <laughs> man that's totally true it's super weird mm-hmm. and like I'm watching House now and there's like and this kid gets really sick and it's completely uncontrollably more emotional <laughs> than it was a couple years ago you have like, emotions yeah well, most of us do it's like DDR and his I, I work in the freaking children's hospital <laughs> yeah. I've seen actual child corpses right and I watch this thing on house now and I'm just like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like DDR and his idiot fucking he's like don't don't hurt dogs yeah like he, gets no, so, he, he gets, got emo over me posting a picture of a deer getting shot yeah but a he's dumb like but, deer and he's like I, I that hurts me worse than seeing people get shot Fuck you, Danny. <laughs> anyway. Don't yeah, get shot around, Danny. Yeah. Any conclusion, really Cabin in the Woods, if you don't like it, it's because you don't understand no, horror I, I, I freaking love that movie. I, yeah. But I think that if you... I think that but the, like, if you don't get it, it's probably because you don't get horror. I, yeah, but that's actually okay. Reviewer. Like, if you really don't like horror movies, then fucking Cabin in the Woods will mean nothing to you. It's a meta Yeah, but why would you write a horror? review saying, oh, I'm so unimpressed with this Because someone gave you 50 bucks. <laughs> or, yeah. I'll review a lot of shit for 50 bucks Do you hear that internet? <laughs> Pay me $50 I'll review fucking any John John yeah. will review anything For free John will review anything For free He watched Begotten I, I had to watch that three times <laughs> Three times for the purpose of that review You got a movie that needs a review And no one will sit through it Hold on, hold on. Also you have to have $50 <laughs> <laughs> oh, You also need $50 For $50 though you get a review and an interview that's true. We'll put an interview up with you and a review of your film. Sure. Don't sure. be mad when the review is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I think I'm like g- like gratuitously fair with some of those No, no, movies. no. But like, if your movie is shitty, we're going to oh, yeah. say it's shitty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever, man. The one, one of the times where we gave uh, a shitty Fantasia review to the film Dis, we yep. provided constructive criticism because we thought it had successes. And the it creator did. of the film was like, thanks for explaining why you didn't like my movie because she, that movie got fucking slammed yeah. by a lot of other reviewers. She like literally posted <laughs> on the fucking site to be like like thanks for actually saying, saying like why. saying like where you thought it succeeded and where you thought like I wish other reviewers could like do that other than just being like it's shit. Be like explain why it's shit and yeah. explain how it could be better. We like I think part of, part of it for me was knowing that it was a Montreal production and people we knew were in it. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't want to just like unabashedly dumpster all over it, but like it really did have good ideas that were just like yeah. hidden behind. Oof, yeah, like um, do you remember Kathy? Kathy? Kathy did the makeup for the Kung Fu short. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She she she. I don't know if she lives around here or if her boyfriend lives around here. Or whatever. Okay. She ran into me on the bus and she was like she was like the creator of the movie knew that she knew me yeah. from Facebook or whatever and was just sort of like you know that guy they were like yeah they were really cool about that I was like yeah yes <laughs> not just like and I think that's if you like because you're like I get a horror movie and I get what they're fucking trying to do and even yeah. if they fail you can still be you can still write a nice bad review Look, I think anybody who's into the genre of horror films has to be okay with seeing films that like fuck up seven of the things they're trying to do and succeed on three of them and still feeling like, hey, there was some successes in there, you know? Like, we've we've, that's, we've you know, justified for, a lot of movies that yeah, way. Totally. For, for me, a movie, if it's clever, yeah. it gets so much more leeway. It doesn't Regardless have to do of everything. Genre. Regardless yeah. of genre. 
Yeah. I can watch. I can. I've watched a lot of bad science fiction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, Netflix man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even even pre Netflix like yeah. blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can deal with you COVID. owned both arena robot and robot jocks yeah. <laughs> and and watch them a lot. Yeah. yeah. I was, there was a time where I could go line for line with robot jocks. <laughs> wow, dude. Are they ever gonna make a great reboot of robot jocks? They did make a reboot. There's there's sequels of of robot, of robot jocks, jocks reboot. Uh, they're making a reboot, but it's I haven't heard anything. Hold on, hold on. They did. What was the one with the robots that like that came out? Benicio del Toro, not Benicio del Toro. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. And goddamn, was that a good movie? There's also Robot Jocks. (laughs) I still have yet to see Pacific Rim. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Robots Uh, punching monsters. So many I know. times. I really want to watch it at Andrew's it's, it's place because like, Andrew has like a 70 inch screen. It's yeah. like everything you liked about Cloverfield with none of the shitty. I didn't like parts. a lot about Cloverfield. I, I thought it was alright. I, I liked. liked a lot about Cloverfield. I liked. What's her name? I forgot her name. Mm-hmm. Lizzie Kaplan in Cloverfield. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's because it's Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff in Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. It just. Again, that's what, exactly what I'm saying. If it yeah. was clever yeah, yeah, enough, yeah. it would get a lot of leeway from it. Yeah, exactly. Even if all, the whole sum wasn't very successful. Yeah. 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 I was kind of uh, sick. From, I was, like, very sick of found footage when I watched Cloverfield. Because I watched it after the release. If maybe I had saw it when it came out mm-hmm. and, like, found footage wasn't fully saturated. Like, if a movie is found footage right now, it better be fucking clever. Well, we saw many of those at Fantasia this year. Yeah, exactly. surprising. There was two or three found oh. footage films that were actually fucking good. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to remember Cybernatural Cybernatural was the big one yeah well that VHS 2 was Had the a year bunch before of but there was a bunch of really good vignettes in that apparently the new one is not great VHS Viral Viral yeah. really it's out uh, I don't know did it come out of TIFF I, I don't know I, I saw like... that I just saw some fucking I'm subscribed to a lot of no right, right. I like I have a lot of I have like certain hashtags set up on my tweet deck and following yeah. a lot of the horror stuff and hmm. I just saw a couple of reviews for it that did not look amazing. Ouch! From people that liked VHS. That's a shame because two was was like totally. Two was in good. The right One direction. was a little slow though. Yeah, but it, that's what I'm saying. It was moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. I saw part of one. And then mm-hmm. It was one of those magnet releases. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I watched a bunch of their stuff yeah. all at once. Yeah. I watched both episodes of Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. Gotham. Of course. What does it sound like, John? It sounds like a Batman thing without Batman. It's in the, the television series. Correct. Uh, about, yeah. about, de- uh, about Detective, detective James Gordon. James Gordon huh. who, uh, just, who, just got, who just made Detective. Transferred, got transferred into, into the city, big city. And cool. his first case, one of his early cases, is the murder of right. Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. Is this good? Okay. I, w- I was thinking a lot about it in terms of what I had seen from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and what you said about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. One of the successes that it does is the meta plot is there... Like, that, not to say the meta plot. The overarching plot is mm-hmm. there right from the get-go. Okay. Which is, like... And, and also, like, there's plenty there as a Batman fan that you're like, oh, shit. Like, the Falcons are, like, very, very in charge of the city mm-hmm. right now. And they even, like, there's, like, a scene with Don Falcone... Where he's like, the Falcons and the Waynes ran this city. Like, very different sides mm-hmm. of what they were running, but they were like, that power void is bad for everybody. Hmm. So they're like, we didn't fucking kill Thomas and Martha Wayne. Like, who the fuck did? Because there's like, that's, that is like kind of one of the big mysteries. One of the big mm-hmm. mysteries is who killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. And in addition to that, 
there's also a side story about Oswald Cobblepot who like for various is like who's trying to climb the ranks through organized crime because he's older right right? so there's already like from episode one and two you're like oh there's a fucking season story going on here it's not fucking monster of the week there's I there's stuff to fucking go for that being said it's very like ham-fisted in its delivery every character is kind of speaking in comic books right where it's like Gordon is all just kind of like you know like it's the right thing to do and his boss is like play ball fucking we work with the mob and like that that's a little rough but I think that as a Batman fan I I am like I watched the first episode and I had already recorded the second one Mm -hmm. and I watched the second one right after I was like I was like I will watch the second episode of this the big critique I haven't seen them yet Uh, I will but the big critique I heard about and I want to know if it's true was they threw everything at the viewer right away they're just like Gordon Bruce Wayne Catwoman Ivy Cobblepot all in episode one yeah it, it, it is all in episode one but it like it rolls off that really fast like episode two is a little chiller yeah exactly it's but just like 12 year old Catwoman is already a cat burglar 10 year old Ivy is already a botanist she's like just okay her it, name isn't Pamela anymore. It's actually Ivy. Yeah, but her, it's <laughs> Ivy Pepper. So. Anyway. But, like, she's literally just taking care of plants. There's been nothing like she's like, I'm a plant wizard! Like, no. Like, you see her watering plants, and she happens... Uh, spoilers for fucking Gotham. Mm-hmm. She is the daughter of the person that... Um, not the Falcons, but another crime family frames for the Thomas and Martha Wayne murder. It, what I read, what, and I just kind of was put off by it, I was like, well, like, why why serve your entree, your main course, and your dessert all at once? Like, why just put it all out on the table and say, look at all the toys we have! Well, well because, like, I, like, I feel that they... Like, I don't think Ivy's gonna fucking be a character. Like, honestly, I think that they're just, like, showing around why she... F- Ended up the way she did. Like, it's the first episode, man. Well, it's the two gonna... episodes. Like, I'm like, stuff is happening around her. They do, they do throw a lot, a lot of characters into the mix really, really fast. But then, like I said, first of all, the second episode like rolls ro- ro- back off it. Catwoman being a street kid is absolutely yeah. She's already fucking sneaking around on rooftops and all that stuff, and it's a little much. But she also is like a little bit older than a lot of the kid actors, so you're kind of like. Like she's like fourteen to Bruce's like twelve, kind of thing. So it just makes it makes me worried. It's going to be more of a Smallville and less of a Frank Miller's Year One. You're almost certainly going to get a Smallville. That was a very successful TV show. <laughs> but like, but seriously. at the, at the well, same it was a very successful TV at show the same time on I, the WB. Yeah, like, it's going to make a lot of money, dude. Major networks. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you need like if I'm a Gotham fan. You're like, you're watching this show because you're a fan of Batman. And you're like, straight off the bat, you're like, guess what? No Batman. Like, you have to fucking do something to keep the Batman viewer... Interested. Like, you have to, like, hook him. I don't know. Arrow's on TV, and they still don't call him Green Arrow. Yeah, but he's doing stuff. Like, they, literally, at this point... Yeah, he's doing stuff, but he's not fighting his entire rogues gallery in the first episode. But he's not... Nobody's fighting anyone. There's, like, the fucking villain of the show right now... Falcon. Is not even Falcone. It's whoever killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. And Falcone's like, it's not me. 
Like, like he says that to criminals. Like, it's not right, like he's right. saying that to the okay, cops. Okay. Like, Falcone's like, why the fuck would we do that? Like, two other criminals. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's like, they haven't even revealed who the villain is. I think it's just that they're sort of like, this is Gotham. And yes, they throw a lot of names around, but I never, none of them seem that important. Whatever, you know, man. The first season, the first episode is always really rough for any show. They gotta like lay groundwork to start to be able to tell the story uh, they want to tell. And they, just, and, and they need to yeah. hook Batman fans, because yep. you're a Batman yeah, yeah. fan tuning in, and you know already there's no Batman, so you, you, you have g- to have something. You gotta give them a little time, right? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, we live in a world that camp comes after the wire, as far as police procedurals go. Uh-huh. And you're gonna make a gritty... But it's Batman. Police procedural. But it's it's there is no Batman. It ain't gonna be the wire. <laughs> exactly, but that's it. But people are tuning yeah, in people are tuning in because of Batman, and you know Batman isn't gonna be there, so you need to throw some fucking names out there for the Batman viewer to be like, Oh, this is Batman's world. I think I think you do that when you say Detective Jim Gordon. I don't think so because then if tries it's, to solve if it's just a regular fucking regular thing, things. No, tries to solve the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne, and you yeah. just in the background, instead of the like the parallel, you make the Falcons like Avon Barksdale, and you have this interesting cop, criminal, and victim three tiered story. Which I mean, like that I, said, I, you, I, you, I, you I think what you're thinking is you want a show written for you. And that that's not going to happen because <laughs> what, test well. what they're going to do, yeah, they're going to write a show just like like Ar- uh, not, why was I going to say Archer? Just like um, Shield. Shield was written for like 15 year olds, and that's what the, that's I'm sure what this is. It's I, would, I wouldn't a, even say it's written for for 15 year olds. It's like there's it's a lot more violent than I was expecting. Uh-huh. Like people get beaten the. Who's fuck. making this by the way? It's Fox. Fox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, on Fox? It's ri- it's a lot more violent. Is it? It's not on Fox, isn't it? Not ABC also? Because didn't they get S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, but it's... Yeah. A different studio. Oh, you're right, you're right, right. Yeah, but it's... No, it's... It's, it's not Warner WB it's Warner. owns it, but then WB always has Fox alliances. The WB shows play on Fox. Right? Like, all the time. Like, fucking 7th Heaven. it's on NBC. I think it's on one of the... The majors? The three, I don't know. I don't know. If only we could look this up. Yep. Anyway, whatever. I think it's on CTV in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is what I know. But yeah, I, I like. Okay, anyway, is this a recommend? I it is a like, it's a legitimate rec- legitimate recommendation, and I think that Scott, you should watch it. And I understand where the criticism comes. I like from. report. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, but I'm, like we're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. It's I understand just, I'm where the worried about coming from, but it's that's what like I'm worried about. all of those names that get dropped do not become characters. Really I integral. Like, I like Arrow, and I'm looking forward to Flash. I just don't want Gotham to be that. I was really hoping it was going to be more. McNulty dealing it's, with it's it's all cop stuff though like it's all cop stuff like the introduction of Ivy is not like let's look at Ivy it's the cops fucking busting in to be like we're searching your place and they're like don't you need a warrant they're like no you're a convicted felon all we need is probable cause the guy going for a run whatever Ivy's just there watering some plants being like what mm-hmm. like that's poison Ivy's like oh my god she's around Oswald Cobblepot is a little bit older. Yeah, but He's, you see his point. They're dropping these characters for a reason, and it's like heavy-handed to put like six of the Batman's major villains in the first. Yeah, fight. but they're not going to be villains in this. Like, if at some point there's going to yeah. be, of course they're going to be villains. We know that Bruce yeah, not, Wayne grows up to be Batman, but so not we know in that, that fucking show. Yeah. Poison Ivy isn't going to ever become a villain in the span of this show. Right? Well, you better fucking hope not, because that would be the worst. Twelve-year-old <laughs> Poison Ivy. What do you? Yeah, exactly. But I'm yeah. like, I feel that yeah, Poison Ivy can come back in on account of the fact that. They're probably going to go back and question the family. Yeah. So they're going to be like, there she is. Like, 
again, but is not integral. The only one so far that seems like integral is Oswald Kalapai, which mm. Penguin was always older anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of get it. He, and oh, he could he makes me. sense also kind of as like an what? arch villain against. <laughs> I just read who it was developed by. Who's it developed by? Bruno Heller. Who's that? Who's that? The Mentalist. Okay, I don't know. I didn't watch The Mentalist. Yeah, I didn't like it. There's also this one thing that happened. There's like a kind of like macabre comedian mm-hmm. who like tells like a bad joke and then it's just sort of like sitting off to the side. Cause so like, it's the Joker? But I don't know. It, it's absolutely there's no indication. But I was like, and I don't know if the show is going to be this smart. But mm-hmm. in my head, I was That's like. That's not smart. No, no, no. But how amazing would it be if like every couple episodes there's someone who could become the Joker. Like, just a weird minor oh, character in the background. Totally different characters Yeah, exactly. Time. Like, it's yeah. never the same dude. Yeah. You're just like, oh shit, there's like this comedian telling dark jokes, or, oh, there's this weird cop who like fucking has a dark sense of humor, or like, I was like, I would Phantasm origin, the, the mafia dude who... Yeah, exa- exactly, that's it. Just have, have one of the one of the hoodlums be a little bit off color with the jokes. Like, that would be amazing. If yeah. like, every few episodes you're like, hey, is that the Joker? Next episode... Hey, is that that would be? Yeah, but you know what? That, that kind of cleverness is too clever for TV. It's just not going to happen. It's going to be that same character making the same dark jokes, and then the big reveal at the end of the season is going to be he's the Joker. Like, oh, please don't be. Are you ready? Because it, it's coming. No, you can't. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me never watch it for the rest of the show. Like yeah. Joker having a fucking Joker's background has never hey, been. Hey Joe, Joe, get get that kid out of here. Hey kid, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? what? I ask that of all my I'm like victims. Joker's fucking backstory. Other than Phantasm, never been. Other than Phantasm and, and Batman, the original Batman movie, yeah. like in the comics, has never been properly fucking mm-hmm. established, ever. And the movie went very out of the way to fucking play up to that. Like he yeah. tells his origin story a fucking hundred different times. Well, not hundred, but like three and lies. Yeah. yeah, and they're very, very different every time. And I was like, the show would be so fucking... It'd be such a nice, like, nod. Because the Joker... I don't know if it's supposed to take place in, in the in Nolan's verse. Probably not. I think Nolan's verse, they're already talking about doing another Batman after that is not going to be connected to his role. Well, yeah, they've already hired Ben Affleck to play yeah. Batman. Yeah, but that's in Batman Superman. Yeah, but he, yeah and he that actually could connect in they're going to make the Batman Superman the Gotham verse? I don't know. Yeah, what is that? It's weird. Who knows? There's, there's money to tie it all together and fans to tie it all together. Well, Arrow and Flash are tied together. They haven't made yeah. any mention of Constantine. What, what they're doing with that and Gotham. I you think. think they'll get Keanu? From no, Constantine's no, man. The new Constantine show. is cool. Really? Yeah. yeah it was, what is it? It was creepy. Is it a show? Yeah, it's a new TV series. No yep. shit. Yeah, they actually got a British dude with blonde hair to play him. It's yeah. on? Yeah, I love Constantine. Why did I? I actually read though. I don't know if it's out yet. Uh, the pilot is on the internet. Huh. It's being retooled, but okay. they're making some changes to the characters that are going okay. Forward. So it's not like out out. It's just leaked. Although, well, it's it's been announced for this fall's lineup. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I actually read a whole Hellblazer. Hellblazer, right? I talked about this in my uh, most recent entry in the Perspicacious Geek uh-huh. about. Do you know who's? Are you plugging yourself? Yeah, but do you know who's preparing the pilot? Preacher? I do not. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Really? Like, as in the guys that fucking wrote Superbad. <laughs> Which I'm like, I was like, oh, I, I was like, that sounds weird. Uh, it's uh, kind of... But also maybe amazing, because, like, Preacher is funny a lot of the time. Sure. Like, there's a lot of comedy in Preacher, 
And apparently they're huge fans of the fucking source material. And it's yeah. AMC that's developing it, which means they're gonna, it's going to be like... It's going to be a show. Starring Michael Cera. It's They're developing <laughs> a, They're developing a pilot. They have money for a Just pilot. They give the intro sequence from, from Superbad Super where they're like dancing <laughs> with the, like the solid <laughs> colors <laughs> background. Michael Cera shows up with the white collar. As yeah. Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they got money from AMC to develop a pilot. I mean, yeah, they might, made they him won't. into Scott Pilgrim. Then they could plug them into anywhere it <laughs> might it might stay at pilot i mean i don't know like yeah just, yeah it's still, still early i guess but all these fucking comic book shows and amc's lost their is well, their lost cash is losing cash, yeah. their other flagship right like breaking bad's done and Mad Men is done in the spring yep so they need another thing and they're like walking dead is their other one so they're like more yeah, comic books comic i guess it gets i guess the kids like comic books these days yeah but it's also yeah. it's cool that they're going like off the beaten path with the comic books that they're going for like yeah except not... preacher's pretty can't you, far can't you picture there. robert kirkman sitting there in those meetings being like so robert what else you got for us uh the astounding wolfman it's about a werewolf superhero <laughs> what <laughs> okay no no like what do you actually have for us battle pope i did this with pope he's like superman but he fights and he's a pope <laughs> what? There's Invincible, but that would cost you like a billion dollars an episode. So, uh, but so let's go back to Astounding Wolfman. Who wrote uh, Walk-In Preacher? Why did I lose it? It's not Ennis. Ennis. It is Ennis. Garth Ennis. Yeah, exactly. Ennison is like executive producer. It's like, then he fucks the cat. Why? Why would he fuck the cat, Ennis? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> exactly. What, what, what's up next? He wants to know. fuck an armadillo. Fucks his, fucks his eye. Fuck, yeah. puts, puts his dick in his eye. <laughs> Garth, you're going to need to leave. And then he shits on the floor. <laughs> Why? Why? Rewrites. <laughs> I'm out of control, Garth Ennis. <laughs> I, I cannot imagine Garth Ennis in a writer room just spouting out his the, nonsense. The thing, though, is that I would tune in for that show. <laughs> this is the writer's room <laughs> with Garth Ennis. Writer's room. Garth Ennis. <laughs> exactly. Garth the Ennis. reality show. I, w- I would fucking... <laughs> Throw, I would, who who would be the writers who'd want to put in like comic book writers room? Uh, Ennis would Warren Ellis. Warren, Warren Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> Fucking yeah, Alan, Moore. Alan Moore. <laughs> this is preposterous. <laughs> Frank Miller because he's full crazy. Yeah. Alan Moore would last five minutes in a Hollywood writers room. No, no, no but I'm saying it's not I a Hollywood quit. writers room. It's just those comic book artists trying to develop a com- comic book writers. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Everybody hates him. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, uh, Stanley Excelsior <laughs> Excelsior Fuck I'd be the worst <laughs> There's, there's gotta be Can a, you imagine like, a conversation Between Garth Ennis and Stanley Throw Jonan Vasquez in there oh, And God. Brett Easton Ellis And wait Why would Brett Easton Ellis Who, who, who else did, Who else did we talk about here today um, Chuck Palahniuk Luca Magnata Luca Magnata <laughs> Oh my god Garth Ennis Writes an illi- <laughs> Writes the story Of Luca Magnata That would Just like what I feel about the Magnata trial is it didn't go far enough. <laughs> Fuck you, Ennis. <laughs> Fuck you. Seriously, like, man. Luke Magnata is like a Spawn villain. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like if he got demonic powers through his actions, mm-hmm. he'd be a Spawn villain. Yeah. Like, essentially. Who's, who's to say he hasn't? He might still get oh. off. He just hovers in the air in the fucking corner. Again. Like, Shit. Again. Oh, Rose. Too soon. Okay, that was that was an hour. Yeah, it's a busy hour. Yeah. Thanks for listening, <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs>
it doesn't matter anyways. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.